Yo, dudes! Welcome to another chill-ass episode of Four Seasons and a Funeral. The show where we, like, hang out and, I don't know, like, uh, eat some popcorn or some Cheetos and watch, like, Scott Pilgrim or, like, some kind of movie or something. Um, but, yeah, it's the episode 9 of Forest for, uh, Fringe this this week. So, in order to celebrate, I have uh, taken quite a bit of the marijuana already. <laughs> which I have not told the other two yet. <laughs> so, nice. <laughs> it's going to be a good one. I'm David, and joining me are the other two. Uh, hi, I'm Other One. Hi, I'm Other Two. Yeah. yeah. Uh, y- y- you guys know who we are at this point, I hope. Uh, if not, go back and listen to the previous episode. You'll figure out what our names are. Or in like a minute when we say each other's names. Go find there- over there where under the stair. It explains everything. Or they're just no, jumping in on a random passage. episode. Could you imagine <laughs> starting like a fucking TV review podcast on a random episode? Well, no. And it happens you to be Northwest Passage. That episode. What if you just went back to watch that episode and you're like, hell yeah, that was a fun episode. Now I'm going to go watch the watch someone talk about that episode. And then we're going to give awful takes and they're going to hate it. So I would uh, go on Welcome. I would go on YouTube first. <laughs> ah, it's because you're a nerd, David. I spent a lot of today watching YouTube videos about uh, Brandon Sanderson's uh, reveal that happened, which is very <laughs> yeah. exciting. Um, Nick, so Brandon Sanderson is a sci-fi fantasy writer. Um, he is yeah, known... He wrote the Wheel of Time series. Well, no, he finished the Wheel of Time series. Right. Uh, Robert Jordan wrote the Wheel of Time series, and he unfortunately passed away before he could finish them. Uh, uh, Brandon Sanderson okay. wrote the last three novels of the 15 novels to conclude the series. Uh, okay. um, but yeah, he's uh, known for being a prolifically fast writer, like in, in like in opposite to George R. R. Martin and in opposite to like Pat- Patrick Rothfuss, like Brando Sando releases like four novels a year <laughs> of like decent length and then also like of different like all very high quality and then it's not like sequels like some of them are set in different universes, some of them aren't even related to the others and then also sequels. So he was talking about how, like, man, uh, pandemic's been really tough. We've been isolated, haven't had much time to, like, go out. I can't travel. So, you know, I took out my stress in the only way I can. And I wrote a secret novel in the last two years, in addition to the regular four novels I release a year. (laughs) And he kept talking. And he's like, yeah, but, you know, pandemic wasn't over yet. So I wrote three more. I mean, four more. There are five secret novels I wrote and will be releasing as a Kickstarter. And it's just like, oh. what a madman. Like, George R. R. Martin hasn't released a novel in, like, a decade. <laughs> Listen, some people can word vomit um, somehow that many novels, but then also it not actually be word vomit, and it'd be, like, completely readable, like, See, shit. that's the crazy part, is that he's my favorite writer. <laughs> like, <laughs> everything so, he so, writes is great. So, so here's a question. Do you think that he... So editing and like i'm assuming that the editing part of like doing a novel has to be like incredibly incredibly stressful well he has Um, a he has a full team as well so do you you think he's like super chill on the editing side so he's able to just like pump out a fuck ton of book and then just be like all right my editors are gonna like tear this to shreds and we're gonna get this in like working condition or do you think he's just able to like pump out like that insane thing and not like actually require that much editing no because as like part of a charity thing, he did a live stream of him editing a chapter of his like one of his novels in progress live, and it took him about maybe two hours, and he fully edited it by himself. 
and just rewrote oh, the shit. entire thing basically and it's like no he's just a madman <laughs> he's just all right then because like the first he was explaining why he wrote the first novel and he's like yeah it was a gift to my wife i wrote her a novel <laughs> Because I had some extra time. Do you think everyone That's... in like his family is really annoyed at him? Because he doesn't like his kid will be like, "Dad, I really want a PS5," and he's like, "I wrote you a novel about a boy hunting for a PS5 in a fantasy realm." <laughs> well, it's more like, "All right, son, let me write a novel to raise the money <laughs> to buy you a PS5 from all those scalpers." <laughs> oh, it's just like Here. South Park, where Randy is Lord and Stan spends all of his money on like microtransactions randy's like do you know how many lord songs it's gonna cost me to get that money back and it's like like three <laughs> yes like three lord songs <laughs> that's that's what it feels like because he's just constantly releasing stuff new age stephen king yeah basically he's on track to beat stephen king um for total like words published <laughs> are we are we counting randy what? bachman era what randy that's bachman? a dick He's what a like dick just measuring a uh, like on track. contest. It is such a dick measure, but he's on track to beat him. <laughs> like, sorry, but in particular, not like not not like novels publisher things. The the dick measuring contest comes from total words published. That is <laughs> that is not a metric. That it's I, words like, or pages, like that's something like that. But it's like yeah, it's just complete like <laughs> pages. Pages like almost except more words is just so like. That's like, oh yeah, no, 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 don't worry. We're gonna measure our dicks in millimeters. Like we, we gotta, we gotta get this shit down to like a science. There's well, yeah, just Brando, too exact about that. Because to be fair, Brandon Sanderson's novels also tend to be much longer, like because they're fantasy sci-fi ones. Yeah. Or Stephen King's writing thrillers, right? Yes. Because he's writing like Brandon Sanderson's writing like Lord of the Rings or Game of Thrones like length books, and Stephen yeah, yeah. King's like, here's Cujo. Read all about this dude masturbating on top of this woman's uh, bed for some reason in the first 15 minutes of the book. And you're like, wait, what? What am I reading? Where's the killer dog? (laughs) That was my actual reaction to reading Cujo. (laughs) (laughs) Because that happens. And I'm like, what am I? Uh, God, Stephen King, what? Dear God, Stephen King, why do you do this? There's one line from a Stephen King book where... It's like, dude's wife died, he moves back to town, he's also curiously a writer, um, and he's like, I woke up today with a raging erection. I would later on learn in life that masturbating was the only way to deal with this. And I was like, what the fuck? I'm in grade 12. Why am I reading this? <laughs> to be fair, Stephen King's writing speed also definitely came from all the coke he was doing. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Because uh, that comes through in his writing. Because his I, writing is a very manic energy to it. My, my favorite thing is someone tried to ask him his thought process for like a certain book or a certain series of books. And he's like, I cannot tell you because I do not remember writing those books. Yeah. I was too high on cocaine at the time. I will say Brandon Sanderson does not seem to be doing that. He is too calm. He really seems on speed. Cranking out those pages. Yeah. Anyways, enough about like books and all the books I've been reading. What have you guys been up to? I saw you guys. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We all all went down and saw the Charlie. Did a housewarming. I got woken up by a big old dog twice. She's not that big. She's only like 55 pounds. 
<laughs> I got to go down, say hi, see, see see all the good friends, and then come back and immediately have to shower because I was sneezing the like fuck because <laughs> it's not your dog. dog's fault. It is my. It is in fact just just my weak weak body yeah. not understanding <laughs> that dogs are cool. Charlie, your cowardly you, immune system. Charlie, when like, you like the fuck immune system. When you offered Nick, like, hey, if you want, you can stay over. And Nick going, uh, yeah, no, I'm going to die. <laughs> See, the problem is, is I'm not going to die. I just, like, I, I, like, feel like garbage and I'm just sneezing all the time. And it, it, it's, like, We have Benadryl, so you could be asleep and feel fine. Dude, like, fucking last time that I took Benadryl, I just immediately threw it back up. It was great. Oh. What? Um, What's wrong yeah. with you? What's wrong with your body? Are you Sometimes dying? Sometimes I take Benadryl just to go to sleep. Yeah, it's great. <sighs> that's yeah. that's concerning for other reasons. <laughs> it's not. Benadryl is the same kind of medication they put in sleeping pills. Just okay. also it clears up it's your just, sinuses and is an great yeah. antihistamine. Yeah. Fair enough. I feel like I think it's a similar active ingredient or the same active ingredient that they do put in sleeping pills. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I, I, at some point I'll I'll do the whole Benadryl thing again. But man, I still have the yeah. fact that like last time I have no idea if it was because of the Benadryl or because of the like allergies from immediately before or what. But oh, just immediately threw up. It was great. Ugh. Are we are we so, gonna celebrate Nick's new job as well or job offer? Yeah, yeah, we can. Um, yeah, congratulations. Yay! Thank you. I I maybe well I have a job are offer you... to go work at the same place as Charlie. But are you bully accepting him at it? work? Um, <laughs> I mean, I, Nick could I still every, not accept. <laughs> I have every intention to accept it. Um, I'm having a brief meeting tomorrow just to go for go over a couple things. Um, but um, I have every intention to accept it right now. Um, which, <laughs> yeah, it's good. It's very exciting. Um, yeah, and then hopefully, uh, to, you know, we'll we'll see about David. Be, be kind of cool to have all three of us work. Believe me, I, th- I yeah. thought I did well in the interview. I don't know. How long did it take from your last interview to them off giving you the offer? Um, It was over a week. Mm. Well, I'm going to have a stressful rest of the week then. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, when you, say, when you say second interview, you mean, well, you mean like the technical like interview as well, right? Yes. Though, oddly yeah. enough, they asked me no questions about my technical assessment. Huh. huh. We we I oh, did man. we did a lot of talking about my like engineering capstone project because I mentioned it and they were all very interested. Uh to be fair, yeah, when it came the, the coding assignment, there I got zero questions about that. Actually, that's not true. I got one question, which was how long did it take you because I like had a couple days in between cuz like some mm-hmm. stuff in life just kind of exploded after they sent uh, that to me and before I sent it back. Um Yeah, fair enough. I sent but, mine like the day after. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, no, exactly. Um, so, when, yeah, when, I got like, given it, <laughs> when I got given it, they were like, oh, yeah, this this shouldn't take you, like, more than a day to do. So we expect it tomorrow, and I was like, oh, fuck, oh, God. And then I saw it, I was like, oh. Like, oh, I, this... can, I can crack this out right now. <laughs> yep. Holy shit, uh, all those lead code exercises are actually proving useful. <laughs> um, we did, did they make you do, like, a pseudocode or, like, an interactive assignment as well? Yes, mine okay. was like mine had like medical applications, but yeah. Well, I assume it's the same one. It's the same medical like yeah. temperature sensor or whatever. Yeah, temperature sensor right. thing. Yeah, oh. I assume that's the same thing. They have changed yeah. their hiring practices. Yeah, and then they was... made, they asked me to do like pseudocode for that, which I always hate doing pseudocode. I'm never good at uh, it because 
Dude, I, I tried to get my um, drawing tablet to work. And oh, I didn't fucking bother with that. I dude, I typed everything. What do you mean? There was a text off chip. Oh yeah. Nah, fuck that. Fuck that. I was trying to draw, and then um, my drawing tablet. I didn't have all the drivers installed because cursed Windows used to inhabit my computer, um, and I hadn't used the drawing tablet since then. So I plugged it in, and nothing happened. <laughs> and I was like, "All right, this isn't working. I guess I'm using a mouse," and it was just a horrible writing. <laughs> just oh, it was just great. Um. But but yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was that was good, and I'm really yeah, I'm really excited. Um, hopefully yeah. to be working there soon. But yeah, should have be a good. meeting tomorrow should to get things excited. figured out. I yeah. think your probation is gonna end just in time for us to go up on the offsite, where, uh, pretty much everyone gets drunk, except for me. I'll except drive everyone you. around. <laughs> hey, <laughs> well, no, no, designated DD. <laughs> We we don't need one because usually it's in someone's hotel room. Like they rent out a big block of yes, suites. But if someone yeah. is able to drive, wouldn't Midnight McDonald's be great? No, because they order. Last time, the the only offsite I've been to, they ordered like fifty uh, shawarma pitas and a whole bunch of pizza, and just yeah. everything was there. So if you're drunk and you're like, I'm still hungry, they're like pizza. Drunk McDonald's is great though. Don't worry, David. I'll, I'll be able to DD you if Drunk McDonald's was required and you end up working. Uh, oh, so many right. ifs. <laughs> so many ifs. All right, all right let's get into this. It's, um, it's been, yeah, I was going to say, it's been 15 minutes. God. What, fucking, this is fucking, what people what? are here for, right? Uh, it's yes, just yeah. talking about talking Sorry. to each other. I'm just Sorry, waiting for fucking some one, one last thing, because David fucking cut me off about this earlier. Fucking time change happens this weekend, and I'm so excited. Wow. Yeah, you're a fucking weirdo. We lose right. an hour. You mad? So, so you're right. We lose an hour, and that sucks. But you want to know what we get instead? Fucking sunlight in the evening. You I can I, like fuck you that. Can have dinner and no, go thank out you. and do shit. It's so that nice. sucks. I hate it. Oh, Sun so needs good. to set sooner. No, <laughs> I wish we lost no, more it's... hours. Oh, fuck <laughs> you, David. I I love the I love the fucking like late night sun. It's so good. <laughs> no, it's not because that's uh It's gonna fucking suck. No. I mean, at least it moves it a little more so the sun won't be in my eyes while driving anymore, because that always sucks around this time, but that's nah, the only it's, positive. It's just, it's, that's it's the only positive. Good. Daily saving times is fucking stupid, and we should abolish it. Anyways, You're... Fringe, <laughs> Season 5, Episode 9, Black Blotter. Walter uses an LSD experience to jog his memory about a plan to beat the observers. Meanwhile, Peter and Olivia follow a strange signal into the forest, but the trail leads to a shocking scene. Ooh. What a... And, and then other stuff TV happens. And then, and then other things happen. It's... I'm gonna get this, <laughs> this out of the like way. This is like the first ten minutes of the episode. What the fuck? I'm gonna get this out of the way now, just in case this is the hot take. I really enjoyed this episode. Uh, um, yeah. I I genuinely liked this episode. This episode is going to be rated highly. I was good with listen. this episode until the later half. Um, like, listen, I dig the first episode... half of this episode, and then it went downhill for me. Oh man, the Charlie, dead driver really, really killed the episode for you, huh, David? Charlie, I expect that our episode uh, ratings will both be ballooned by the exact same feature. <laughs> yeah. The return of a character. God. <laughs> return of David's favorite character. Fucking stupid. He's so good. No, it's David's second favorite character. We all know who David's real favorite character oh, is. Oh, right. Brandon. Yes. <laughs> I fucking hate Brandon, too. 
Anyways, yes. So we kick in with Astrid waking up and she's hearing this weird noise in the lab. So she does what any uh, proud American does and arm herself with a gun. Um, fortunately for her, it's not policemen because they would have shot her dead and gotten away with it because she's black. But on the Listen, plus she side, she had a gun. She had a gun. That was yeah. that was on her. Yeah, and they'll shoot her dead faster because of it. Like Fuck, they shot actually, that one yeah. dude who grabbed a gun to protect himself when he heard say, knocking on his doors. I was gonna say too also, real, too real, man. <laughs> fuck also actually because because this is incredibly fucking relevant and this happened actually fucking today uh, oh, i got yeah. woken up i got woken up to voices in my apartment um literally in my house they had to get through two doors that were both locked to get into them um fucking realtors decided that they like made an oops and booked our house for a cleaning instead of a different house gave our code um, so I got woken up by cleaners being like, hey, we're here to clean. Um, and we had no fucking clue. So my girlfriend and I wake up, hear voices in our apartment, go, what the actual fuck is going on? They are not speaking a language that we understood. Um, what language were they speaking, Nick? Best guess. Uh, <laughs> um, fuck, what's the, that? I, I don't even want to guess. I'm. <laughs> That no, is no, the no. that is that Conti- is the correct answer, Nick. <laughs> continue no. continue with that train of thought. What's that? No. <laughs> no. no, I refuse. David what has is given the, me a pass. What is, what is the RGB hex code of their skin color? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna stay I'm just gonna start saying random numbers because I don't fucking know RGB hex code colors, David. It'd be great. Come out as fucking like purple and (laughs) um anyways though uh yeah um fucking haven't gotten an like we we called our landlords and our our landlord was incredibly apologetic and was like that is not okay we're really sorry about this uh we had no idea um and we've heard absolutely nothing from the realtors and i'm absolutely pissed about it well yeah Uh, like it's one thing for it to just be a mistake. And like, it's one thing for it to be a mistake. I understand that the cleaners had no way of knowing this. They were booked there. The code worked. They were able to get into the house. Yeah. Um, not their fault, but the realtors should have sent us an apology at this point. It's been a whole day. I've gotten no apology, um, which yeah. is just. Realtors mm. are trash, though. <laughs> mm. Really <laughs> makes me want to shout them out here, just so that you know. Mm. <laughs> You they're all they're all run by people like Shane <laughs> from Love is Blind. Oh my god. Um, oh. Being stoned made made that reunion tolerable. So Shane I, and Shane had <laughs> definitely met up and fucked after that, right? Like that's the vibe. Oh. Uh, no, maybe Shake and Shana. Well, I mean like after the after the nose on the weddings. Oh. In yeah, between, probably. like, there and the reunion, right? Like, 100%. Hey, hey, Nick, you need to watch Love is Blind. No. You need to no. watch Love is Blind season no. one and season two. Yeah, you need the context of the show. <laughs> no, no, I'm good. No, I'm, I'm, I'm going to just be angry that I haven't received an apology yet from realtors. And... Oh, no, you should be. That Yeah, it's um, furious. And, and under, understand that there's technically legal action that could be done off of this, but know that that is that I'm not going to go down that route. I just want a fucking apology. Lawyers <laughs> are expensive. Yet. Uh, Aren't you related to lawyers? It's okay. Just saying. Family's not big on the, well, my, right. my family's not big on the whole suing thing, despite having lawyers in it. 
All right, fringe. <laughs> so fringe. yes, Astrid doesn't get gunned down by police. Instead, she finds <laughs> she finds the radio. <laughs> she finds the radio sending some strange signal, and Walter's taped oh. it to the wall for some reason. So she takes it down. Is- the radio is definitely making Among Us sounds. Like that is someone just got ejected. Um, it's making it's making some <laughs> sussy noises. It is um, it is incredibly sus. I was like, oh calling, shit, no one under no one understands it because it's Among Us. It's calling Astrid a sussy well. baka. And <laughs> oh, I was hoping you wouldn't say those words, <laughs> you filth. <laughs> And she goes to Walter, who's staring at it, and is like, hey, did you fix this? And Walter just stares at her, and she's like, are, are you okay? And he's, he's like, like, yeah, you I'm got great. Pretty hair. You got pretty hair. Ooh, you got I'm real William pretty Bell. hair. <laughs> <laughs> then Walter's mouth, like, unhinges, and a large lance goes out and stabs Astrid just straight through the, uh, straight through her face. It's great. Yep. Um... But yeah, no, yeah, Walter's high, um, and he's taking LSD and doing some tripping. Uh, the rest, I think we cut now to Peter and Olivia. Peter's having trouble sleeping. He's staring at a clock or something that says two in the morning, and Olivia's like, oh, are you okay? Like, what's wrong? And he's like, oh, I'm just having trouble sleeping. And she's like, oh, do you want to go get anything? And then Peter looks at Olivia and is like, no, I have everything I need right here. And oh, look, they've, was... they've accepted that their daughter is dead and that she is never coming back. She's coming back in a couple episodes, my dude. <laughs> you mean when the show's over? <laughs> yeah, there's a couple more episodes. There are four episodes. Uh, all right. Then I guarantee Etta makes an appearance back in the next four episodes. <laughs> and not like as a flashback or like a ghost. <laughs> all right. Well, we'll see. Anyways. What, happens so, when, what happens when that doesn't happen, David? I'm not saying it won't, because I wholeheartedly believe it will. But what happens when um, it doesn't? I will record three episodes of the podcast by myself reviewing the three Fringe novels. <laughs> this is um, this is this is good to know. <laughs> if it does happen, Nick has to join me. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll I'll accept that. I am I am willing to put my uh, put my time on the line. Uh, <laughs> I like this bet because it doesn't involve me in any way whatsoever. Charlie, if if Nick and I are both going to do it, are you not going to also read the novels and join us? I guess. Exactly. Nah, <laughs> it's, it's fine. It's fine, David. If if Charlie doesn't join, then we just get to start bringing back that segment. Oh, yeah, that's true. No, yeah, what exactly. segment? <laughs> Go back and find it, bitch. <laughs> no, you won't even tell me what episode. I'm not listening to the whole catalog. Are you fucking crazy? <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I think in the description of the episode, it does say Charlie goes away for a bit or something. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, anyways, uh, Walter's tripping balls. Um, He's seeing like fairies fly around and shit. It's 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 uh, very crazy. It's very episode nineteen. Yeah, despite uh, also, not drinking also- absinthe, he is seeing a green fairy. Yes. Uh, also, he's seeing potentially dead people. Um, oh no, he ooh. he's seeing a dead person. Yes. Well, yeah, it's the fucking lab assistant. Um, lab assistant who he is. Is this the same actress that she is before? Because they do some I flashbacks, th- and I think it's I the same think one. so. I believe so. Which is um, very surprising to me that they decided to bring this woman back. 
I think and they even actually got back... ex- well, like and actually explain why she died in a fire. Like, holy fuck. That's yeah. a season one plot hook wrapped up. Oh my god. <laughs> Hooray. It may not be Big Eddie, but you know, it's something. <laughs> oh fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine if Big Eddie is the final boss? <laughs> Big Eddie was the observers all along. I'm telling you, Big Eddie is Donald. <laughs> <laughs> Not Donald. <laughs> Please no. <laughs> that would be, be that would be one hell of a call. Um, That's impossible. <laughs> uh, anyways, um, yeah, Walter's Walter's tripping. They are trying the the fringe. The fringe team, or I guess sort of what we get of the fringe team for this season, is trying to get Walter to figure out what's happening with the radio. Um, because, you know, none of them are able to understand this this weird Morse code, because it isn't actually Morse code uh, coming through. Um, and Some kind of they... weird cipher. Walter's still seeing the fairy. The fairy, who, fun fact, by the way, is played by Walter's weak, weak wife. <laughs> oh, shit, is she? Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> that is that is an insane callback. Um considering Walter never met that person. Um What do you mean? That's Walter's wife. Oh, her wife okay, his wife not not his mistress. No, um, his mistress was strong and told him told Walter <laughs> to give him valuable advice. On children. Yeah. <laughs> ah, right. She wasn't a weak woman. <laughs> Uh, could you imagine if it was just her that was why i was like well shit i didn't fucking realize that was not something at all um (laughs) all right then um anyways um yeah no they're unable to get through to walter um which is sort of a a common theme throughout this episode walter is just gonna kind of do his own thing um and instead, they decide uh, to figure out what, what the signal is um, by just, you know, like tracking down where the signal came from. Uh, fortunately, they still got resistance contacts, and I'm sure Anil has something to work with them for, for this. And this is one of probably the best transitions or little things they've done, at least this season, if not in most of Fringe. Walter's like still super stoned on his trip, and he goes down and puts in a VCR. And watches Anil talk the how to track the signal down to Peter and Olivia. And then Astrid grabs his shoulder and turns it around. And Anil is there behind him. I don't know why. I liked that little shot. That was a cool little shot. This is trippy as fuck, is what it was. The Yeah, this I think this was probably the best of the like sort of like weird trippy moments that we get in this like episode um it's okay. it's really good though for some reason uh, i thought you were gonna say this was the best trippy episode we had and i was like that's false musical episode was the best trippy episode um <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't know fucking, the fucking the the fucking um animated like style inside um oh, I whoever's that. brain that was, that, was that, that episode was pretty fucking trippy as well Oh my god, you mean the terrible CG animation? <laughs> mm, what a what a good CG. No, musical episode was way better, especially when Observer sang. <laughs> That's my favorite version of Observer. <laughs> Can we just have those Observers back? Yes, yes, please. Um, but 
some stuff what's happening right now we they just got the rundown yes. from anil right and now they're gonna go track down the signal yep. yes walter trips some more uh, I, it's hard to describe the structure of this episode just because walter's tripping like is very weird and disjointed um yep it certainly is that uh yeah because while the others while peter and olivia go and track down where this is Walter trips that he's in a taxi in front of the Observer HQ or something. Well, um, so so before before we get before we get there, one of the important things that Walter, when he has sort of a moment of sanity, that he lets um, them lets the rest of the French team know, uh, is that uh, he wants to get those parts of his brain out because he's worried that he's going to turn into the other Walter and that that part of that Walter is taking over. Well, um, he he has been turning into that other Walter and yes. has a deal with Nina in place that once they defeat the observers, those pieces of his brain are coming out. Yeah, but I'm yes. like, is it is that so bad? We kind of need that Walter right now for you know the fucking time traveling. Yeah, Nazis. except for the fact that that Walter, except for the fact that that Walter wants to go out and do shit by himself, because um, Walter catches himself um, in the middle of the night leaving the lab by himself which is concerning um hey as long as he's as long as he's competent i don't mind are are you sure about that because i'm pretty sure that the the trip the trip fairy is correct in (laughs) in why he wants to leave the lab here Um, uh i think it's fine walter went (laughs) and into that parallel dimension all by himself and he was doing fine (laughs) did we get to the part in his trip where he sees the the original um alternate universe portal setup and yeah, uh we sort of missed missed that a little bit i believe yeah he sees like a still of him and young nina as he's trying to like set everything up and the green fairy turns into a red fairy yes and i can't help but read into that in that <laughs> are we hey. getting are we getting red universe <laughs> bullshit again <laughs> Is the alternate universe coming back? Oh, listen! If the alternate universe doesn't come back, this show is fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> if alternate universe, been... they spend four fucking seasons of the show building up alternate universe, and just this is what they decide to do for the fifth season. If it's not at least like, it's it's fucking it's literally fucking stupid. Are, David, are you excited for them to bring Lincoln back in when the alternate I, universe I shows up? Wel- I would fucking welcome him at this point. <laughs> uh, if they fucking opened a portal and Lincoln stepped through and fucking Olivia with red hair, but they're all very old as well because it's Olivia's been 30 years heavily for them. pregnant. No, because it's been like 30 years nah, for them. It's been 30 years. They're, like, they Lincoln's they've also through. been ambered. <laughs> Nah, Lincoln Lincoln steps through, stabs seven observers all at the same time because he now has observer powers. And he still has his hair and he's fine and he has emotions and he's just like, I'm 20 times the man you are. And, and our Olivia Peter is goes, like, you're oh. weak. That's what... There's a yeah, reason you... that I got the better Olivia. <laughs> no, dude, and he just right. tongues of ginger, like Olivia in front of Peter. Only being 10 times the man the observer is isn't enough. You have to be. You have to be at least 20 times. (laughs) You picked the wrong multiplier, bitch. And then he shows up, and then all two universe, like fucking uh, 
uh, Kotex to Friend kids come out and they have firepowers and shit or whatever. <laughs> the original Kotex to Friend kids. Anyways, yeah. Um, so yeah, we, we do also get the seed of uh, Red Universe Fairy as well. That happens before the trippy Walter uh, looking at the TV scene. Um, the important thing out of this is, hey look, the Fringe team was able to triangulate the origin of the signal. Uh, let's go there. Uh, Olivia and Peter are going to head there, and we get to figure out what the fuck is going on there, because it's some cool wooded forest section in uh, Connecticut. Um, Peter and Olivia make their way through. Um, they have uh, a nice little bonding moment of Peter being like, "Hey, I definitely don't deserve you. I, uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not cool. I'm, I'm apologizing. I'm apologizing for all of this. But, <laughs> I'm apologizing." Yeah. I'm apologizing <laughs> for, for all of my transgressionals. Uh, hey fam, this is my apology video. I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, remember to smash that like and subscribe button. Ring the Hit bell. Hit that bell. You know, all that. Make sure you so comment. You get to see, you get to see check out other for apology the next, videos. Check out I'm my socials. I'm going to talk for the next nine and a half minutes to get this up to a ten minute video. Just, just in case the ad revenue isn't covering it. Uh, <laughs> And the ads hit. You can all go fuck yourselves. Peace out. <laughs> you'll 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 get my follow up apology video for this apology video next time. Next week, can we start a YouTube channel that's just <laughs> apology videos once a week? <laughs> just, just once a week, like an insecure YouTuber apology video, but for like nonsense. It's like, yeah, I jaywalked the other day. <laughs> No, no, no. I think, I think that, I think, I think that the way that you do it is every apology video. It's, it's for nonsense on the first one, but then you start going off on the audience halfway through each apology video, and then the subsequent <laughs> apology video is about that. Um, no, no. You guys, you guys are thinking too small scale. We do it as an entire bit, as if they are an established YouTuber, and it, the, it'll slowly get darker and darker until you realize. <laughs> Oh my god, this person has killed another human being and they are confessing to it through their YouTube series. I can see this as like a YouTube serial, maybe like a 6 or 12 episode thing. But you don't you don't play it as a as a YouTube serial. It just comes in out yeah. of nowhere. Well, I'm just saying you yeah. we just you upload that a week at a time on YouTube, get yeah. absolutely no audience just like this podcast. But <laughs> hey. you know, we do it for us. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I, I, I like it. We'll, we'll see. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, anyways, yeah, no, Peter, Peter's apology is well accepted by Olivia, who's like, yeah, no, I know I'm too good for you, but also you're the best I've got. Um, <laughs> uh, and uh, while they hug, um, Olivia spots the house in the forest that, that, that it is time for them to for, go and explore. For some reason, I thought they were about to start fucking in the woods. Like that was a- they they a hundred percent were about to, and then Olivia went, "Hey, there's an RV over there." Like, yep. They hug and look at each other for way too long. <laughs> Just like a like I I love you hug. It definitely feels like a now clothes will be removed. <laughs> uh, instead, they get to go and find the the spooky bone men because there, there there's some skeletons over by that uh by that trailer. Spooky, scary skeletons. <laughs> This this episode was released in December, so. <laughs> but yeah, they find they find this batter down RV, which appears to be the source of the signal. There's a dead re, uh, resistance member. There's a dead 
loyalist. Okay, so my my fucking question is: We then see that the people like people live nearby, right? Like within like a five minute just walk of this location. Maybe where they find the bodies and shit. Why haven't they fucking cleaned up these bodies? <laughs> like, listen, don't don't ask questions that you don't. These want bodies have to. been there for like twenty years. <laughs> David, once bodies have been there for more than like you know a couple weeks, they're they're just part of the landscape at that point. It's fine. two of them are clearly observers. Shouldn't there be people knocking on the front door going, um, excuse me, why are there two observer <laughs> corpses within a five minute radius of your house? <laughs> nah, it's 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 fine. It's it's all good. Um <laughs> But yeah, and then they find uh a guy in the RV dead, including what looks like a prototype of the early shoot faster guns, which I guess shoot slightly slower than the modern shoot faster guns. Hey, they're they're doing their best. They don't have the they don't have the cool bullets yet, but this this gun could house the cool bullets eventually. No, it's just an expensive prototype before they re- had to lower the part quality for mass production. <laughs> ah, this is one of those like high craftsmanship like it's observer yeah. killers. Yeah. And then they were like, "All right, now to mass produce this." So this but, gun yeah. can actually f- fire a little bit faster then, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just like, exactly like in Gundam when all the prototypes are better than the actual models. Oh, we found this ancient, ancient Gundam buried in the sands of Egypt. It's way far advanced than anything we've done. I like. I've never um, seen Gundam. They explain so it better in some of the series. I like in Iron Blooded Orphans when they're like, "No, there are like seventy-two skeletons that are made out of like this indestructible material, and that's why it's better." But like, we put modern robot parts on top of the skeleton. <laughs> But yeah, they they find a dead driver and they're like, ah, this must be Donald because only Donald could send out the signal. Uh, And then Peter's like, ah, but wait, this isn't the original signal source. This is just a relay. And Olivia's like, yep, and that's not Donald. It's Sam Weiss. Fuck yeah, the madman is back. Possibly dead. Definitely dead, but he's definitely dead. That's his fucking rotting corpse. What do you mean, possibly? No, not even rotting corpse. We are past the point of that corpse is rotting. That corpse (laughs) has been desiccated. That is that is that is Sam Weiss, aka Mr. Bones. Um. (laughs) Spooky, scary skeletons. (laughs) Still December. (laughs) The spookiest month of all. Prophesized baby showed up in December. That's not scary. Are you kidding me? You, you imagine someone got pregnant. They didn't even have sex. What could be scarier? Remember, girls, don't even think about having sex. You'll still get pregnant. If an angel comes down and asks you if you want to have the baby of the Lord, you say no. Uh, uh. But yeah, hey, Sam Weiss went out like the champion he is, killing an observer. Killing two Fuck observers yeah. and a loyalist, which is also like, am... wow, Sam Weiss, you're a fucking, you fucking suck. <laughs> Excuse you, I want to fucking see the Sam Weiss, I want, I want to see this the, the, like, flashback Olivia episode. have killed more observers and loyalists like in the past 24 hours than Sam Weiss has ever done. You don't know see, the David. circumstances, Sam was ambushed. 
Listen, yeah. he was ambushed, and also, it, David, what you're forgetting is the, the large, like, dirt mound in the back that is all of the other observers that he buried before trying to leave in the <laughs> RV and pass and just dying. He Absolutely not. He didn't Sam have was, his crowbar or books. He was deliberately Actually, weakened. actually, I've got, I've got it. I've got it. He was... <laughs> he killed, like... 200 observers was in the back just creating like a mass grave digging them all like digging like digging and putting them all in there um got a little bit tired so he went to go have a break in the rv had a had a heart attack and died that's how sam weiss went out um sam weiss is a fucking coward and he died a coward's death you're a fucking coward how how is that a coward's death he died literally in combat (laughs) killing people yeah, but he was busy on a fucking fetch quest. So. <laughs> yeah, the coolest of Sam Weiss things, fetch quests. Ugh. Literally the what worst. he was born to do. Exactly. But yeah, so we learn here as well that apparently none of the other characters know about Sam Weiss because they are still doing the different timeline thing or whatever the fuck. God, God. Every time they bring it up, it hurts me. But yeah, so I guess... Sam Weiss, none of that happened with the Sam Weiss interactions. Um, so I don't know who led Olivia on that fetch quest originally to free Listen, the machine there, there or was, something. There, there was, there was no machine. There was no fetch quest. It is fine. Don't, uh, don't ask. Don't ask. It's fine. Yep. So who knows? But yeah, <clears throat> things happen. Sam Weiss is dead. There is there is some girl good in the fringe universe. <laughs> David, who do you hate more? Sam Weiss or Lincoln? <sighs> Sam Weiss, definitely. Oh wow. Damn. Brandon, Sam Weiss, Lincoln. <laughs> That's my list. Their love child. <laughs> Alright, David. Fuck Mary Kill. You you've already made <laughs> up the three. <laughs> um can I fuck Mary and kill myself? <laughs> no. No. Uh. Well, I guess kill Brandon. Uh, I think Mary... fuck Sam Weiss and Mary Lincoln. Yeah, Mary he'll, Lincoln. He'll simp for you. Yeah, at least he'll take uh, care of my children after I die a horrific death <laughs> that he orchestrated. <laughs> at least when yeah, I get freaked for his character development, he'll take care of my kids. <laughs> anyhow anyways um, back to the lab walter's hallucinations are taking him places in the lab um his one hallucination of his lab assistant is like oh you need to go outside the real walter would march right up to the observers and proclaim how smart he is and and earn their attention and show him that he's the smartest man on the planet and walter's yelling to himself i won't go outside tell her nina and suddenly Nina's there, and Astrid's like, what the fuck is going on? Walter's high, do 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 Walter's high, do 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 Gonna take notes, do 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 everything's fine. Walter's high, do 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 Oh, we, we completely also, skipped the scene where Walter was looking at all his inventions as well in that taxi, no, right? No, well, no, 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 we're not there this. yet. We're, we're not what? there yet. We where also are, have... He's how about long to find, is this episode? He's about to find the book. <laughs> Oh. Yeah, he runs, about, he runs away from because yeah, yeah. He, he runs away from the hallucination being like I'm not going outside I promise Peter 
and then uh, goes into his room and the lab assistant is like, oh, getting warmer. And he's like, I'm not looking for what you're telling me to. And she's like, oh, but you already found it. Look, it's the journal that I came into this lab to burn. And that's why I burned to death. And then Walter looks back up and, oh, holy shit, she's a burnt corpse now. Yep. It's but but hey, it's okay because um the the green fairy and Nina are both telling Walter don't look in the journal. It bad. Don't do it. And then Walter <laughs> looks in the journal, and Walter's like, "That's ah, fine. Little Pete can't hurt anyone." <laughs> uh, and remains hey, to be seen. Then, yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. Hey, on the on the uh, on the bright side though, uh, Walter's definitely. Uh, um, definitely doing completely fine. Reading through all his cool old journal. He's in a taxi. Guy can't break change for a 50. Um. All right. Out of the inventions he talks about, what's your favorite invention? Uh, yeah, obsolete can opener. Material That's mine. Food. Yeah. <laughs> obsolete can opener is pretty hilarious, especially when in the bottom there's a note that says dangerous when charged. <laughs> <laughs> well it's like a matter transfer device he's like figured out teleportation and he's using it to get food out of cans it's so good so um, there's a combustion engine that runs off potatoes uh, never a bad thing to have there's some good stuff in there and then oh look the the plans to create a portal to an alternate dimension ha I wonder <laughs> I'm sure it's fine. Um, <laughs> Wonder if that's going to come yeah, back he starts, to play at all. Uh, he starts talking. Uh, he starts talking again with the lab assistant, Carla, um, and uh, a waiter like, hey. briefly interrupts them to offer him more LSD. Well, well, no, certainly, very, very importantly, uh, he starts talking about Black Umbrella after looking at the uh, journal for a little while. Um, and uh, Carlos is like, eh, I don't know what that's about. Um, and yes, then the waiter very politely comes and offers him more LSD, <laughs> which was that was also pretty great. That was that was an excellent little little scene. Yeah, but then he fucking takes the LSD, and then Astrid's there, and he, she's like, like, all right, get out of the car. And she's like, wait, what? Well, no, you he, you think an observer is coming to get him? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Outside of an observer precinct, an observer's coming up, and then it's Astrid, and he's like, where are we? And she's like, we're getting a boat, Walter, remember? And he's like, oh, yeah, a boat. And then he walks by, and there's a cartoon frog that blinks on the side of a boat as they walk by. And and then we get the mandatory uh, fight scene that has to be in every single fucking season five episode. (laughs) Um, (sighs) Also, I would like to point out the fuck with that boat. Um... There's a fucking 40 horsepower motor on the back of the boat that should not have that large of an engine on it. I mean, you don't know if it still runs at 40 horsepower. I mean, the dude does say you gotta run it or like half as much, otherwise the engine gets flooded or something. So something's not right about this, this boat anyways. Yeah. Nick, shapeshifters, but yeah. it's fine. You can pass up a 40 horsepower motor on a boat far too small for it. Um, what I can't pass up though is after they get papers pleased um, by Wait, first. First of all, we should change shapeshifters for this season to space Nazis. <laughs> Are space uh, yes. Nazis really that unbelievable though? Listen, I they came I from firmly... space. They didn't come from Earth, at least. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, any, anyways, yeah, they get papers pleased by a bunch of loyalists. Um, 
who are coming back on their own boat. Um, but yeah, we get our fight scene. A uh, bunch of them die. Uh, shockingly, they don't. They they continue to take the shitty boat that they paid for instead of the the super nice absurd like a uh, loyalist boat. Um, because you know, you you paid for that one. I guess you take it. Uh, <laughs> um, and yeah, they make their way over to the island, um, where this signal is originating. Where the Emerald Castle is as well from Walter's oh, side. Oh yeah, I don't know. Walter Walter sees it as the Emerald City from Wizard of yes. Oz. Uh, and they get there and they're greeted by a man with a shotgun. Yeah, make who their is way in. not Donald? No, it is not Donald, and um, does look like he wants to kill them mainly because you know they're on his property and you know you got to stand your ground. Um, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> but then hey observer uh, kid shows up oh my god he's back charlie it's do you observer. think that the other reason that this that this episode was was higher rated is because observer child was in it as well oh 100 the- i like observer <laughs> child being in it but man his skin is pasty <laughs> they're all pasty yeah yes. but for some reason the kid looks extra pasty david space Nazi. <laughs> yeah that's fair I, time nazis <laughs> Time Nazis. Not, I accept time Nazis. Nazis a lot more than I accept space Nazis. Time Nazis from outer space. Uh, anyways, uh, the Fringe team is able to uh, talk to out and be like, hey, that Observer child, that's who we're here for. Um, yeah, no, uh, Donald, he must have brought him here. And um, the man and what we can only assume is his wife um are protective of the Observer Child because, you know, they've been looking after him for, like, 20 years. Um, and they, uh, the wife is saying, all right, we knew that this day was going to come. He's going to have to go with them. And the man's like, no, what's the password? You should know what the password is. Uh, no one can think of the here. password. But thankfully, Monty Python has the answer. In <laughs> yes. the wildest segment of Walter's acid trip. <laughs> It just fucking, like, starts. They go full flying circus animation of Walter thinking, and then two fingers squish his head, pull him up, and now he's in an animation. And I loved oh. every second of it. It was great. It, it, it was beautiful. Uh, <laughs> the music as well with it. Oh. It was... Anyways. It, it was a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways... I'm, we're we're not even going to go through uh, everything that happens in the animation. Go and watch it. It's it's a treat. Um, but Walter finds the black umbrella in there, and boom! Look, black umbrella. That's obviously what this what the uh, what the password is. Black umbrella is literally is. the behind a locked tree. Yep. I guess lock and key, lock and tree. Nope. Nope. Know. Listen, David. David's David's checked out already. Like, I'm I'm so checked. This is where I checked out of the episode. <laughs> really? That scene? That was the scene? Yes. There's some great shit after this. I, yeah. Listen, I know, but <laughs> it lost me. Man, man, that's a shame. All right. Um. Well, Charlie and I were here. Um. <laughs> oh, I was here. I watched it. Just. Uh... <laughs> yeah. Anyways, um, but... um, we get the backstory of. The couple were early resistance fighters, uh, and they gained a reputation for being trusted. One day, Donald showed up uh, with the kid being like, hey, we had a plan 
uh, to defeat the observers. This kid was part of it. A scientist from Boston was supposed to help me, but I don't know if I'll ever see him again. Every five days, turn on this transponder. Um, he will know what it means and be able to come and give you this password. Uh, if not, enjoy having an eternal child forever because they've said they named the child Michael. Michael does not age. Michael, Michael. is still the Michael from, you know, when we knew of Michael. <laughs> so there's something uh, that the observers need to do in order to grow up. Or he's a weird observer. Like some something weird's going on, eh? Hey, it's almost like, you know, he was in that like really like weird, starved environment for God knows how long. Um, and that probably fucked up some some shit for him. Uh, but it reg- age regressed him as well, because he can't like talk. Yeah, it's yeah. weird. Uh, it, it weird. But then we get the the better scenes of the entire episode where um Michael's adoptive parents have a a tearful goodbye but I I don't know why I always like it when they have characters saying something but they're like you don't need to know what this dialogue is just look at the emotion on the characters faces uh, I don't know I always enjoyed that yeah it it, it kind of shows an awareness of writers where they're like we can't actually write um something that would have the emotional impact so we're just going to let the actors emote and let it do yeah. it for us that was nice. Uh, they take Michael back with them. Um, Olivia gives him some hot cocoa and is like, hey, uh, wild question. Do you remember me from a different timeline? And the kid nods and Peter's like, this makes no fucking sense. Hey, uh, and Olivia's is, like, bullshit, bullshit throwaway line. It's fine. He's like, all right. <laughs> Listen, they experience time differently from us. You but keep what's... cutting my checks, Anna Torf. <sighs> Um, no, no, this is this is this is what Olivia turns and goes. Remember when you said that you weren't good enough for me? Fucking accept this shit. <laughs> we have a new child now, Peter, an eternal this, child. This is our child. He won't grow old, and therefore he will not. He, he will not grow up to be a resistance fighter and die. Maybe, maybe though. Also, probably the observers are probably pretty down to murder him when given the chance. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. But then we get the absolute best scene of the episode of Walter sitting on the floor of the lab, still on a big trip, literally watching a reel of his life's biggest regrets. Uh, this yep. is one of the more artsy things Fringe has done, and I absolutely loved it. I'm, I'm glad that you did. I, I thought it was decent. I don't think I quite have the same respect for it as you do, Charlie, but I it, thought it was pretty fucking good. It still. felt too on the nose to me. It felt like baby's first, uh, like baby's first metaphor. <laughs> eh, I'm fine with it. I think it was the framing of it. I, I liked how this episode was shot and directed. That's uh, the framing and the direction of this episode has definitely been really good. Like some of the shot composition has been super interesting. But... I have no idea. I have not heard of these writers or directors. <laughs> I do not know if they've done other episodes. Yeah. Uh, judging by the fact we haven't instantly loved it or hated it, I'm going to say no. <laughs> uh, we've enough. been pretty good on picking up, hey, this was an okay episode. Oh yeah, this guy's done other OK episodes. Or wow, this was shit. Oh hey, look, it's the guy who wrote Bound, <laughs> <laughs> which we did hate with a passion. Uh. You can listen to our reaction at Boundless Anger on Force. 
God, yeah, fuck, it's boundless anger. So... I think into no brain, or no gooder, or something. <laughs> brain no gooder, or something like that. Yeah, it was like a chain of three episodes we just ragged on. <laughs> God, what a! If you sort by episode length, you'll find them close to the top. But yeah, Walter gets up and is like, "I'm done with the past. I'm going to burn this book." And his hallucination is like, "Burning the book won't do anything. You've already peeked inside, and also, it wasn't a book." And Walter's already lit the book on fire and he looks down and the tray he put it in is just the lighter fluid in his burning because turns out the book was also a hallucination. And evil Walter that was, I guess, is what Peter called him, is staring back at him. <gasps> Gasp. Again, oh, all right, so, I don't so, see so, why this is such a big deal. So real quick, because this is kind of interesting, the person who um, directed this episode, Tommy Gormley, uh, also directed things like, uh, like the Wonder Woman 1984, Rise of Skywalker, um, the first Wonder Woman, Force Awakens, uh, Star Trek Into Darkness. um, Wait, directed or things? What? Second unit director or assistant director? Second unit director. Okay. Second unit director. But he was Uh, he was on all of those. Yeah, second um, unit was like your first, first assistant. He was shots, right? uh, Star Trek Into Darkness. He was first assistant director. Um, he's first assistant director on most of those that I just mentioned. It, okay, it depends. first assistant is a fairly serious thing. Though, well, it depending. also depends on what the main director wants. Like, because I think for a lot of like Lord of the Rings and shit, like they had third directors filming important scenes just because they were yeah, doing yep. it in a lot of, of bulk. So it really depends on the movie and depends on the director. So he could be doing a lot of stuff. Which shows he oh, is yeah. very, he is, like, again, this episode is very well-directed. Yeah. Well, uh, this what was I've the heard... only episode of Fringe that he directed, um, and the writer was their only episode of Fringe that they ever wrote. Um, uh, she was on script and continuity for two episodes of it. Okay. She didn't really do much. Yeah. No, After interesting. This. But yeah. Ooh, look, a metaphor. <laughs> Ooh. No, I thought it. I thought it was good, and it was nice to get the little bit more backstory and see. Again, see I like the backstory. I like all of that. I just, I don't like when Fringe tries to do this kind of pretentious shit. Because as we learned from watching those interviews, the writers aren't all there ph- philosophically. <laughs> like, but yeah. this this isn't trying really to say anything too heavy-handed philosophically. They're not trying to be like, oh man, at his core is evil. This is more battling with with self and uh, introspection also, on your past right, and how to move battling with from yourself that. when there are fucking time Nazis who want to kill and enslave <laughs> the entire human race and maybe your other self would have been is more helpful fighting those time Nazis. Like that's listen, where that falls listen. apart to me. There are literal listen. time Nazis. But he's not listen. he's Walter has never said I need to I need to get rid of this guy now. He's saying, when we're done, he's already made the decision. When we're done fighting the observers, I'm getting those parts of my brain removed. Yes, I agree with that. But then why is the show putting so much emphasis on why he's turning? And man, that's so scary. It's such a bad thing. Like, that's the dissonance. It's loss of of self. Yeah, Yeah. Olivia did that, and they fucking celebrated her for it last season. And everyone Uh. cheered and clapped and went, that's the love story, see? 
So, so David, this is a little bit of a cop-out, but my response to that in general is um, the writer and director for this episode uh, had to fucking deal with all of the shit that came beforehand, and what they what they churned out was pretty fucking good, all things considering the shit that's around it. I'm just saying they're not consistent at all in the theming they're well, trying to do. That's no. what happens when you're a TV show written by, like, 20 people every season. No, not at all. If you you have control, uh, the showrunner has control over the, every, basically the full theming, like not the theming, but, the overarching plot, but not not the individual episode themes. I wouldn't think. No, that's the entire point of showrunner. That's what they're supposed to do. Saying <laughs> they're all over the place. I under I understand what you're saying, Charlie, and I it makes sense, and like that's a good story arc for Walter. But the way it's framed overall in the season and compared to previous seasons makes it nonsense and makes it bad. That's like I, I will say the I think it's also framed from the perspective of the character you know. So the Olivia like identity death is cheered because we're getting the Olivia that we've known and we're getting rid of the one we don't know. And it's right. the reverse for this one is we're losing the Walter we know to a Walter that we don't know. That's how it's supposed to be framed and perceived and, and kind of championed or championed against. Yeah. But that's just shoddy writing. You're just writing for the audience yeah. then like that's completely shoddy writing is what I'm saying. I don't appreciate it for, I've held fringe up to a better standard. And it's completely fallen apart. Like, in this season, and even in the previous season, near the end of it, like, I don't know. Not much you can do about it, aside from gripe and complain. <laughs> Especially for a show that's been <laughs> off the air for a decade. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Certainly not Is that the end of the episode? Do we have any that more bits? That is the end that, of the episode. No, that is it. Uh, the glyph for this episode is guilt. Because there's a whole lot of it going around. Um, and hey, guess what? There was, in fact, a uh, next episode clue from the last one. Uh, well, what did it. the graffiti say this time, Nick? Uh, the graffiti <laughs> was, a, was a pixie in the background uh, when Peter was calling Walter. Was um, it actually graffiti? In the background. It's a sign uh, somewhere. It's a sign. This one isn't graffiti. Uh, that's fine. at least better, I guess. But that reeks if, if it was graffiti, of, that reeks we'd have of um, that reeks of put in post. Like, it's it's fine. It's it's fine. Okay, uh, glyph. Just read it. Um, out. already said guilt. Oh, sorry. Yes, the, the uh, drugs are hitting. Um, <laughs> drugs have been hitting. Um, ratings. What do we think about this episode, friends? Uh, let's start with you before we lose you. Um, I thought that as a fringe overall episode, this is a three. Um, like season five, nice solid three, decent. It's wrapping up some plot th threads that we've had since season one. It's bringing a lot of stuff back with Sam Weiss, the Observer Child, uh, Walter's past. I don't agree with the theming as we've spoken of. I don't agree with how they're putting this walter crisis about him becoming uh the man he used to be just because i feel like this has been done before in fringe as well with walter's memories and it, yeah the character death stuff just doesn't make sense especially with how they cheered <laughs> olivia um 
And then as a, a standalone season, this is a solid one for me. Because, man, this would be a fucking crazy episode to have as episode nine of a show. <laughs> Just, could you imagine? Uh, Nick? Um, yeah, um, this is certainly going to get a higher rating as an episode of Fringe rather than as a standalone. Um in terms of this being just an episode of Fringe, I gotta go higher than three. Like this is, this is definitely the um like uh, up there with uh, the through the looking glass and what Walter found there. Um, like that episode. Um, it's it's a it's a fun episode. It's nice to kind of get a little bit of them bringing back stuff that we've seen in, seen in previous seasons, even if it is in awkward ways at points and is not done. You know to the best of what you'd want um but i'm gonna give it honestly probably like a four like it's somewhere between a three and a half and a four but i think i'm gonna bump it up to a four out of those two uh, i really? thought it was a really fun episode yeah is this the highest rated episode we've had in season five no uh, i had i had walt through the looking glass and what walter found there is pretty fucking high i thought uh episode six which i think is that episode uh was rated a four by nick a three by you and i <laughs> As a fringe season five episode. Okay, so we've had nothing be like a four point five yet. Or... No, no. This this episode, as as I said, like had two good episodes so far. Um, but I've like thoroughly enjoyed both of them. Uh, enough, and I, yeah, no. I think the highest enjoyed... rated Sorry, episode as a spinoff was episode two, where we all gave it a four. Yeah, because it was fine as a spinoff episode. Yeah. <laughs> um. Anyways. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah. This... Nah. The um. But yeah. No. I, I'd say. I'd say four. Um. I just. Yeah. Thor- thoroughly enjoyed it. Um. But yeah. If this was a fucking spinoff show. Ooh. Ooh. This would be a bad episode. <laughs> um. Yeah. Probably like a like a one and a half or two. Um. And that's not to say that this is a bad episode at all. It's just this would be yeah. so so fucking confusing. Let's say we're, uh, we're rating this as an episode if this was like one season of a show, and this would be a nonsense episode to have. This, this yeah. would be a nonsense episode of the show that isn't like those like oh cool they're bringing up stuff that you know happened in like a previous show that I can go back and watch because it, it's thrown in your face in Sam Weiss when they're like oh yeah Sam Weiss he was in a different timeline that is that like, is too wait, far what that is that is too far if you're. <laughs> If this was a new show. None of you would know him. Only Peter and or, I did. Or or fucking Olivia looking at the looking at the child and going, Do you remember me? And Peter being like, No, because that was from a different timeline. And then the observer child nodding would just be the worst shit. Uh yeah, I'm pretty much gonna copy Nick. This is I really enjoyed this episode. I don't know what else to say. Uh and then yeah, one point five as a spinoff. It's way, yeah, it's way too lore-heavy on fringe stuff to have succeeded as a spinoff. You need to know way too much. No, it was, uh, it was good times. I'm ready to be crushed back to reality in episode 10. I really look forward to, um, the summing up of our scores at the end of this season and seeing if the spinoff or the season of fringe wins. (laughs) Oh, it's, uh... Ooh. Is it pretty heavily spinoff weighted I right think now? It's hev- uh, it should be spinoff rated. Uh it's either like identical. No, no, it's uh I think with this episode, the scales have tipped back in the favor of uh of season of, five. Of season five. Oh damn. 
This is the largest disparity in ratings we've given one side or the other. Fair enough. Uh, except for maybe episode one, but that's just mainly David giving it a one and a three point five. <laughs> I think what can that's I the... say I'm the madman. <laughs> when did you turn into the madman and not Nick? <laughs> Nick's Nick's a different level of madman. <laughs> I, I I I like to I like to hold back the madman manning for a little while and then just Nick likes daylight saving time. That's all you need to know. <laughs> listen, listen. I hate that we go to this fucking like terrible time right now. I'd much rather we just stayed on like more daylight in the uh, evening all year round. That's what I'll say. Just don't adjust your clocks. Yeah. Doesn't doesn't work that way. Show up, or, you know, show up adjust, an hour late to everything. Or adjust <laughs> yeah, your exactly. clocks, but don't adjust your schedule. Keep dinner relative to where it is. Well, no, it's because he wants to go out and like run and shit and do active stuff. Wow, what a fucking nerd. Yes. Which would be difficult when he has like a regular schedule that he needs to align to, like work. Exactly. Or classes or school or whatever. I repeat, what a fucking nerd. Nick, just start a pyramid scheme. Yeah. No. We'll help. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Nick, start an NFT pyramid scheme. <laughs> oh, shit. That's a pretty good idea, though, right there. Uh... So, David, you mean create an NFT? Well, no. Create an NFT which lets you make NFTs, but in order to... You need to buy into the NFT thing, and then you can start selling NFTs that make NFTs as well. No, you well, need no, to no. sell no, an no. NFT to a friend in order to every nft transaction you broker you get an yeah. nft no no no, 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 no. You, guys, you guys you guys are thinking you guys are thinking about this wrong um the f- original nft is actually an amalgamation of a fuck ton of smaller nfts um and those small nfts some of them are valuable some of them aren't but when you sell it's a random sell that you do to a person um, or that you can do to yourself, that transaction um, costs oh. something. Um, but you can get, you know, a potentially more value out of it because by selling it, even though the original one might hold a valuable one, it may not be as exp- as, as valuable at the time. Are you talking no, 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 about lo- so NFT loot boxes? Yes, <laughs> kind well, of. Well, it's but, like it's like NFT loot boxes, but like iterable. <laughs> yeah. You you have a you have a series of NFTs like twenty or so, and you're like these are valued at hundreds of thousands of dollars because we sold them amongst ourselves for hundreds of thousands of dollars, but not really. And a bunch of other ones that are like ten or so dollars. And like Nick said, every time you sell other NFTs that are on the chain, no matter what they cost, we get a f- brokerage fee for the sale, and you get a roll at maybe getting one of those expensive ones. That's fucking stupid. NFT. I fucking hate <laughs> NFTs. The higher, the higher the sell amount, the more rolls you get. Anyways, Ooh. Yeah, we can talk about this forever. We're still recording. Let's end this podcast, friends. Oh, is it? Is it me? Come buy our NFTs. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, thank you for listening. If you want to listen to more of our rants about a TV show that went off the air a decade ago, or our ideas for NFTs. Um, you can listen to more episodes and follow us at any podcasting service of your choice, be that iTunes, Google Play, iHeartRadio, or Home at Podbean. You know them all by now. If you want to yell at us and try and get on to our NFT brokerage service early, we're now ex- ex- accepting alpha memberships. 
uh, for the low, low cost of fifty nine ninety nine. Hit us up on Twitter at Forsaf or email us your credit card number and your SIN or your social security number. Uh, don't actually do that. Forsaf at gmail.com. Do not actually do that. <laughs> for All legal right, Charlie, reasons, continue. do not do that. <laughs> All right, Charlie, continue. Uh, nope, that's that's all I had to say. Listen and remember what I said, children. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Outro. The theme music for Four Seasons and a Funeral is Algorithms by Chad Crouch and is licensed under a attribution non-commercial 3.0 Creative Commons license.